Welcome everyone to the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a great day, evening, weekend, whenever it is you might be listening to this. Now, this week, March 11th, the wrestling world will be watching in Montreal as the IWS GCW show is taking place. The buildup has been huge. There was a run-in at the most recent GCW show, an invasion from IWS superstars. This week on the podcast, joining me is IWS wrestler Kristara, the sweetest pea. We talk about getting her started in wrestling during the pandemic, what it was like training when you couldn't even touch your opponent. We talk about learning from Speedball Mike Bailey, and we discuss this upcoming IWS GCW show where she will be a part of. She will be tagging with her partner, Alex Mays, amazingly sweet, versus Jimmy Lloyd and Alec Price, which is fixing to be a fantastic match. The card is stacked from top to bottoms. Fans bring the weapons matches and so much more. So without further ado on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, Kristara, the sweetest pea. Now, whenever I have a guest on this podcast, I always like to do my research beforehand. But when I was looking up yourself, there isn't a lot to go from. So everything I learned today will be, you know, it's a learning experience for me as well. So I'm very thankful you have the time to join me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, So let's start from the very beginning. Uh, I mean, you're based out in Montreal. Did you grow up out there as well? Yeah, born and raised, never left. (laughs) Never left. Okay. Um, (laughs) Like, I'm always amazed because, I mean, from talking to you and even uh, I listened to a different uh, podcast you did, like, like your English is perfect. So I was was surprised right off the bat from that. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm an Anglophone. So there are, there is like an English community in Montreal. Okay. I do speak French, but there's a lot, there is English people. Yeah. Only when you're close to Montreal though, mostly. When you branch out, is it more predominantly uh, Francophone out there? Yeah, like you won't really find English communities okay. <laughs> unless you're heading more towards, you know, Ontario. Because I'm kind of close to Ontario. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah, it makes it, uh, it kind of makes sense that way. Um, yeah. I mean, starting off, I mean, getting, being involved in wrestling, I mean, you, you must have been a fan, correct? Yeah. Where did that all start? Like, let's let's walk us through where your fandom first took off. So growing up, I had this older cousin. It was like a guy older cousin. I just wanted to be just like him. So anything he did, I wanted to do. And he loved wrestling. Mm-hmm. So he'd have the video games, uh, SmackDown versus Raw, and I'd play them. And then eventually I started watching the show with him. And he'd bring me to the show. He brought me to the show once. And then I just never stopped. Like, he stopped watching it, mm-hmm. but I never did. So it, it just kind of started like that. You know, I just was obsessed with it. At what age was that around? I was like nine or 10. And then it just got out of control. Like every birthday was like, I want a game. And then Christmas, I want tickets to a show now. (laughs) Just like wrestling themed birthday parties. Pretty much like at my birthday parties, my mom would look outside and I I got a trampoline because I wanted to wrestle and people would be playing and I just be on the trampoline like wrestling. (laughs) Just throwing out power bombs. and (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, did you stay a fan throughout or did your, did it waver at any point? Yeah. Like, so when I became a teenager, I stopped watching a little bit, but like, I'd be on and off. Like I'd keep up to date with what was happening regularly, Mm -hmm. but like, you know, I just kind of stopped watching because, you know, you get busy, you're doing other sports, 
but I could never stay away. <laughs> like it was always, you know, interesting to me, especially certain characters. You know, for me, I stopped watching wrestling around 2011 because my favorite wrestler was Edge at the time. Mm-hmm. So when he retired, it was devastating for me. So mm-hmm. I stopped watching for a bit. But then I got back, you know, with like NXT and stuff like that. I got like really heavily back around then. It seems like that was a point where a lot of people kind of came back. I mean, you saw the, uh, an improvement in like the quality of wrestling almost and more storyline driven and and almost like it was a good welcoming point to come back into wrestling. Yeah, like I just never saw anything like that on TV before. And it seemed like there's all these diverse characters that, you know, you didn't you didn't necessarily see before on, you know, Canadian or American TV. So that really drew me in because there's people that I felt to myself, oh, I can see myself in them. It didn't mm-hmm. seem so like, you know, out of touch to me, like I could never do that. So it really, you know, really changed things for me. It's it's kind of it's nice how that's like a, a point where it's like you could kind of see yourself in that position, you know, like it's like yeah. almost an eye opening experience. Yeah, exactly. Like it was so like, oh, this is like, this is, you can do this, you know, if you try, if like this person, you know, like no matter how big or small you are, if you just try and you, you put it in the same amount of effort, like you can get to that same point. Mm-hmm. So you stayed a fan. And I mean, at what yeah. point are you thinking that you're going to take the steps to become a wrestler? Yeah. So I always said that I would, but then I, I've told myself, okay, I should go to school first. So I went to school first. And I worked, so it just wasn't like a thing that I couldn't, I couldn't go to wrestling school too, because I told myself if I'm going to go, I'm going to give my full effort. Mm-hmm. So I graduated and then I said, okay, now I have no more excuses. So once I graduated, I, I went right away. You mentioned like, you know, like uh, your cousin being a fan and then like, you know, the trampoline because of wrestling related <laughs> things and stuff. What what did your parents say when you said, I want to get involved with wrestling? Uh, they just knew I was obsessed. Like I would drag my mom to shows when I had no one else. Like she just knew it was going to happen. Like I, I talked about it all the time. Like there was even times where we went to Disneyland, like all the way in Florida. And I made her line up for like TNA shows, like every day, like we're at Disneyland. Like, <laughs> we should be going on rides. But I was like, no, we have to go see Christian and Kurt Angle. And so she just like, she was in on it too. Cause she liked how much I liked it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's good to have that support, you know, because there are parents who, you know, aren't, a huge fan of their kids getting into wrestling. So to have that yeah. support system always helps. It does. Yeah. And I mean, huge props. I, I don't know many people who would drag a parent or a friend to a TNA <laughs> show. I did to a house show and I I'm very thankful they came, but like huge props to your mom for enduring that. Yeah. She came, she cheered, she slurred characters names, you know, <laughs> she was supportive. <laughs> That's great. So, I mean, I, I kind of looked up and I mean, like Montreal has a huge history of, you know, wrestling, MMA, boxing. So like to, for yourself to make that transition into wrestling, I mean, that, that's like, it all, it's a kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Almost putting your footprint on that history, you know, like being able to, you know, cement yourself with some incredible names in the Montreal community when it comes to sports or, or not sports mixed martial arts wrestling boxing so that's a huge step for yourself yeah no it definitely is like you're making me think like you know that package they made wwe of Sami Zayn, and they just went over all the history of montreal and wrestling and wwe and it's crazy to think about all those people that came through the similar places like you know like it was there's just so much history there's the rujos Mm -hmm. there's uh luna it's just crazy to think that you know i'm doing that same thing you know walking those same steps 
Well, I mean, I wanted to bring this point up a little later after we talked about a few things, but I mean, I know you've trained with IWS and I do want to get to yeah. the training, but when you see someone like, you know, say Sami Zayn, he, he wrestled for IWS and then a month ago or a few weeks ago, he's wrestling on Elimination Chamber, the biggest, one of the biggest matches of his career and seeing that trajectory from where he started to where he made it, like that has to be very inspiring for yourself. No, it definitely is. Like we all look up to him so much. We talk about him all the time. Like we feel like we know him, you know, because he, like you said, he wrestled at the same places. He took those same steps. So it's just really awesome to see someone from, you know, your type, your your area, you make it. Because growing up, I don't remember really seeing that many people from Montreal. Like there was Maurice, but you know, Maurice, you know, I couldn't really compare myself to her. There was people from Canada, but you know, it's just not the same. Like Sami Zayn walked the same streets. He, he trained at the, you know, the same dojos. So that was very, like, very cool to see, you know, mm -hmm. and just, you know, kind of like sort of be a part of in some small way by being in Montreal and as it happened, you know? Mm -hmm. It's one of those things where you you look at that, what he's been able to do, and then yourself and like, you're only a few years into wrestling, but what you've been able to do so far, the drive and just putting yourself out there. I mean, that alone, like it's inspiring, you know, like to see that you're yeah. willing to take those opportunities. Yeah. And it takes a lot, like it, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of nerves. Cause you're thinking to yourself, what am I doing? But you have to try, like, nothing's just going to come to you. You have to, you know, go out and get it and, and, you know, put yourself out there and it's, uh, can be very humbling it can be very discouraging but you just have to keep trying because nothing is just going to happen you know mm -hmm. if you if you don't put you have to be willing to take that chance because yeah. there are there are no no handouts in when it comes to life exactly you got to show up be there you know send those messages you know just do whatever you can what made you decide iws was where you wanted to train yeah, so it's literally because of people like Sami Zayn and Kevin yeah. Owens. Like I never, I didn't go to independent wrestling, but then I heard, oh, they wrestled here, you know, locally. And then I, I looked it up and I said, oh my God, there's a school. Like, what am I doing? You know. <laughs> so, you know, it really brought attention to the Montreal scene. Like those type of people, get, you know, getting onto TV because, you know, I feel like maybe 10 years ago, watching the independence, it wasn't as accessible as it is now. Like now you can go on YouTube, you can get IWTV. It's so much easier, but it's like, I knew who these people are, but I never saw them until mm -hmm. I saw them on TV. So I was like, okay. And I went to the school and yeah, it's just been a really amazing experience. You had mentioned, I mean, not really knowing of independent wrestling throughout yeah. your, you know, growing up in that. Do you remember like the first show you did get a chance to go to or was it one like that you independent worked? wrestling show? Yeah. So the strange thing for me is that when I started training, it was during COVID. So there was no, there was no shows for like a year. We weren't even allowed to touch people when we were training. It was just <laughs> verbal and like, you know, practicing things by yourself. So my first show that I actually got to go to was like, it was like a, a taping that okay. I helped with, but there was no one present because fans weren't allowed there. Mm -hmm. And then the second one, I was finally able to wrestle. But at that point I had been in the the business for like a year and it, it really sucks because I wish I did go to those shows. I always saw, I saw the posters sometimes, but I thought to myself, what is that? Like, who is even there? And meanwhile, they, they were bringing in people like Rey Mysterio and like Jack <laughs> Evans. And I had no idea because yeah. I just wasn't in the mix, you know? It, it's funny, like, because I know myself, like the same sort of thing. Like I was a fan of everything you'd see on TV, but not really in tune with independent wrestling here. And then you'd go back and look and you're like, oh, wow, uh, Finn Balor worked a show here like 10 years ago. Yeah. And you're like, 
I could have went to that, but you right? never really for think 20 bucks it. or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sure. There might've been 50 people there, but Hey, you would have got a chance, you know? Yeah. It's why now I always like tell people go to a show because you never know who you're going to see. Right. That person could be on TV in you know two years and you can say that you saw them, you know, <laughs> when you first stepped foot there first time, tr like training, I mean, you mentioned COVID. I mean, so that's a very different path than a lot of people take when it comes to their initial training. Yeah, it was a weird time to to sign up. Like when I showed up, we just did a lot of memory stuff, a lot of just learning how to, you know, take bumps. And then maybe like six months in, there was like, okay, you guys can interact with people, but only one person. Like you're not allowed to just, you know, <laughs> go all crazy, like only one partner. Mm -hmm. So that was another step. So I really had to like learn like the basis. And then when I start doing the moves, it felt so funny at first because I'm like, why am I doing this? You know, yeah. like, why am I making myself fall? But as it, you know, my mind was there and then my body followed sort of thing. So it was, I, I'm kind of thankful for it because right now I kind of help at the dojo and I see a lot of the newer students, they, they have a different experience. They get into the ring the first day and they 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 wrestle the first day or they do things the first day where I didn't I didn't get to do that. I really had to like make sure I had my fundamentals in my brain first mm -hmm. before going and you know doing it with someone. So it was just super different. It's very different. And the way to look like looking at it that way, it's almost it's very interesting because like to almost like go through the motions without doing them. And like yeah. getting those fundamentals down and then finally being like, okay, now we're going to take a bump and doing that bump. Yeah. And it's like, it's a different step. I, I I am very intrigued by all of that. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely very like, I don't know, like if I look back then I was so different, but once I started, the ball started rolling, it was clicking like really fast because I just remembered all the things that I was told, you know, mm -hmm. because I had no choice but to remember words because <laughs> yeah. we weren't doing actions as much. Uh, when it comes to training, I mean, I know uh, Mike Bailey was one of your trainers. Yeah. Uh, who else had a hand in kind of shaping your your path into wrestling? So at the IWS Dojo, it's uh, it's it was Mike Bailey. He left, obviously. But there's also Shane Hawk. So he wrestled at Shakara, wrestles all across, you know, Canada. And yeah, he's very, he has a good mind. And I always say that, like, I was very lucky to be trained by these two people because they're very different in their styles. Like, Shane Hawk's very much like an entertainer, like a showman, you know, type of character where speedball is very, you know, like physical and fast paced. So it's like I was able to just kind of learn two different styles and kind of try to make them my own. Mm -hmm. You can take certain things from each one and implement them yeah. into what works for you. Exactly. Yeah. I'm always amazed with uh, speedball and I don't want to get too off topic only because like when you look back at like, say his last like 2022 and just the year that he had for someone from Montreal to like, yeah, you could say he was almost a wrestler of the year candidate. So like to, yeah. to learn from him is a great, uh, a great kudos. No, I'm very grateful. Like every time I see a new match posted like of his, I think to myself, Oh, that's my favorite match. And then he has another good one. I said, Oh, that's my favorite match too. Like he's just always like, you know, improving always like, that's one thing I'm very grateful for him like to, to have met him and learned from him is good. Even though he's at that high level, he never stops training. Like he doesn't think that, oh, okay, now that I'm here, I don't have to go to the the school anymore or, or go work out. He's always learning. He's always helping. He's always trying to help others. You know, it's mm -hmm. just like, he's still learning and trying to improve himself. And that's why he's so good. So for training, I mean, you're training during COVID. 
let's yeah. talk about your first match and what that was like for yourself. How how far into your training did until it happened? Yeah, so my first match was like almost exactly a, like a year and a month after I first started training. And it was actually, it was me and Speedball versus uh, another two other people. Their names are Jessica Black and Jeremy Prophet. Okay. So these are people I've met before. So it wasn't so like scary. It was a little comfortable, but it was still a lot of pressure because I was going out there and my partner was Speedball Mike Bailey. So people were coming and expecting a certain <laughs> type of match. And it was my first match. But I think I did. I did pretty well, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, what what sort of tips did you get afterwards? Because I mean, all all three have been involved in wrestling for a few years already, so yeah. the, it's a a great way to kind of grab knowledge from them afterwards. Yeah. So just looking back at it, it just definitely like you know, just slowing down and uh, feeling the moment. Like just because you have certain things planned, you still have to like. Like I was so used to just doing matches in front of, I never had a crowd in front of me. I mm -hmm. never had to interact with that for a whole year. So it's like just feeling the moment and seeing what's right for the, the time, the timing, you know, just because you have a certain thing planned doesn't mean that's how, what the crowd wants or mm -hmm. what should happen. So it's just really just being more interactive as well. And I guess in that sense, you also have to be very flexible with what you're doing, you know, like if something's right. not working with the crowd, being able to change and adapt to what will work with them. Right, exactly. Like Just because you want to do something that you think is very cool, they might not think is very cool. So maybe you just don't do that that day. Like you don't wrestle for yourself as much as, you know, you grow up, you know, like wanting to do all these things. Like you just have to do for who's paying the tickets. Mm -hmm. Like what do they want? What do they need? I mean... With your path through training, you know, during COVID, getting into wrestling at a time where a lot of people, I mean, you know, people are really excited to get back into shows because everything basically shut down for almost two years. Yeah. What was it like you step foot in that ring and you hear the cheers and like the crowd making noise, all the air, like it's, it had to be a different feeling from what you had experienced so far. Yeah, it was so different because you're so used to like the crowd being people, you know, and obviously they're encouraging and they they'll cheer for you when they know that they're supposed to cheer. Whereas the crowd, you, you know, like when it's just a regular crowd, you have to show them how like, OK, this is when you cheer. You have to like work for it. Like no one's just going to give you, you know, a bone for doing nothing. So that was very hard for me. And I think I really grew into it after a year of being in front of a crowd, being better at like just interacting and just, you know, doing things for the crowd. It was, it was very hard for me because I could do the moves, mm -hmm. but I wasn't used to like, you know, just, you know, everyone around. <laughs> yeah. With, uh, you've wrestled, I mean, in Montreal, predominantly with IWS, correct? Correct. Yeah. Now, I mean, they've been putting on some huge shows, especially towards the end of last year. I mean, you saw, Minoru Suzuki out there. You saw Jay White. And I mean, yeah. you were you were a part of these shows. I mean, wrestling on that same show that I think it was October with Minoru Suzuki out there. Yeah. Uh, he was out there. I mean, uh, Big Ben, who does stuff with Crossbody, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. Sexy Eddie. When you're on these shows, it's, I mean, obviously a packed house when they're bringing in these wrestlers. Yeah. Like, do you ever get the chance to sit back and kind of pick their brains afterwards or any interaction? What is that whole experience like being a part of these bigger yeah. shows? Yeah, the great thing about the IWS locker room is that everyone's like pretty approachable. So you can, you know, you can walk up, you can say hi, you can just observe and listen to them doing things and how they call things. So that's been pretty nice. Like, like you said, like 
sharing a locker room with Minoru Suzuki. That's like not something that you think you're ever going to experience. So that was very like, it was a type of match where the whole locker room was watching. Mm -hmm. So that was very like just seeing what he's doing and trying to see how you can do that yourself in your own way was um, very informative. And yeah, it's just very awesome because all these people, they're so giving as well. Like, you know, there's all these people coming to pay tickets to see them, obviously, because, you know, they're, they're not there that often, but they're still so giving to the the people that are there. Mm-hmm. With IWS, one thing I've noticed is you're seeing, you know, multiple matches on a card involving women wrestlers, which is something you don't see in a lot of promotions. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're lucky in some promotions if you even get one, which is ridiculous yeah. to think about in this day and age. With wrestling, uh, with women's wrestling, I should say, I mean, it's come a long way. And I mean... When you look back at it, I mean, what we were kind of subjected to growing up, the the types of matches and stuff, what does that mean for yourself when you look at it and be like, okay, we're doing something very special right now that we're finally getting the recognition we deserve? Yeah, it feels very good. Like every IWS show, there's at least like three women's matches. You don't have to worry like, oh, one match I got announced, there goes my spot. You know, it's like you're not competing as much because it doesn't matter if you know, it just matters how good you are and how tr- hard you're trying. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, oh, we met, we got our quota for for women, and yeah. it does suck because the women back in the day, they they were so capable, but they just did what they could with what they were given. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to be given more and to be supported more and be put more on like a you know just pushed forward. Like IWS is constantly trying to to push us out there, giving us media opportunities, giving us coverage. So it's just it brings in more women too because when you don't have enough women's matches, me personally, when I was a fan, if I watch a show and there's no women's matches, I'm not interested, you know, like you're leaving that out for someone. So I find even just when I see the dojo, the more women's matches we have, the more women come to train because, you know, you you, you just have to have something for everyone. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think the saying is rising tides raise all ships. So you want to see the the new, you know, people who are interested in getting involved with wrestling, having them come out and not being scared off by what they see and might think wrestling is. So to have them yeah. come in, it's only going to benefit everyone. For sure. Yeah. I mean, in this day and age, I mean, you, you're even seeing all women's promotions. You've got stardom, you've got shimmer, you've got world of wrestling. So even having promotions like that, which arguably a place like stardom, you could say was one of the top three promotions last year, just with quality of matches right knowing that there's those options out there including as well as things like wwaw like things to strive for i mean that that it must be nice to know that the recognition is there yeah like there's the the opportunities there's there's so many paths that you can take this you're not limited you know there's just yeah, it's just an awesome time to be a woman wrestler <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask about a match you had recently, uh, and that's your match with Lefisto because she is someone who is very well known in independent wrestling and wrestling in Canada. Yeah. So what was that experience like for yourself? Yeah, so this was my second match with Lefisto actually. And every time I work with her, I feel like I learned something. Like she's honestly like one of the nicest persons you will see like or meet in a locker room. And yeah, just having that match, because like she goes out there and obviously, like you said, like she's one of the most recognizable people on the scene. So people go out there and they're expecting something. So you want to rise to that level as well. And I find like she really, you know, helps you get there. Like she's like I said, she's one of those people that she's not just 
you know, going out there and trying to make herself look good. She's there for everyone. She's there to lift up, uplift everyone. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just always a, an awesome experience. I always kind of say that I'm very lucky to have wrestled her as many times as I have. And I feel like it's why I've, I've gotten better because, you know, she just gives you that chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you've wrestled predominantly in Quebec, but you've also sort of made the voyage out to Ontario as well. I right. mean, wrestling for C4, uh, crossbody pro out there. And I mean, what has that been like being able to travel, get yourself out there and get that more experience? Yeah, like you said, it's it's not easy because, you know, we're in our little bubble over here. I, I would love to go to Western Canada, but obviously flights are not mm-hmm. as cheap as they are in, uh, you know, in the States or something. So, yeah, any chance I get to hop in a car, even if it's six hours away, like I'm down because I just want to wrestle different people. Because like I said, even, like wrestling people like Lefisto or drive, traveling six hours to wrestle someone like Alexia Nicole, like I'll learn so much. And that's all I want to do. I just want to wrestle people and get better. I want to mm-hmm. wrestle people better than me, you know, and just take little things from them and, you know, apply it to myself so I can just keep improving. So it's just, yeah, it, the more I traveling, the better. That's one thing that I always have the utmost respect for is the willingness to put yourself out there. And you're like yourself willing to drive six hours to wrestle. Like you're just hungry for more. And I, I have so much respect for that. Right. Like it's not easy. You you go in the car, you drive six hours there. You maybe eat one thing and then you drive six hours back. And then, you know, you have to wake up the next day and it's not easy, but you know, you, you have to try like, you mm-hmm. know, when when you're doing these six hour drives, I mean, who's picking the music in the car? Usually it's like the person in the front seat. They make a playlist and, you know, after a while you get a little tired of the playlist. You start making some requests because, you know, you can only listen to it for so long. Um, I did want to ask about, uh, I was watching the Crossbody Pro because uh, they have their shows up on YouTube, which right. in this day and age is huge. Uh, I love the fact that independent wrestling is so accessible but uh mm-hmm. someone you faced off with uh a couple times already is crystal moon and the chemistry you two have in the ring is absolutely fantastic like the movements everything just flowed so well between you two yeah she's someone that's really uh easy to work with very nice person anytime i get a chance to work with her i'm super excited i think that was maybe like my third or fourth time wrestling her so yeah, I'm hoping to get the chance to go back to crossbody, maybe take her on for her title because, mm-hmm. you know, like there's something brew in there. So that would be pretty nice to explore that a little bit. Uh, I mean, Ontario, Quebec, have you made the venture out to Eastern Canada, the Maritimes yet, or is that sort of on the list? So it's on the list. Like I had an opportunity at one point, but it just didn't come through because you know, we had to drive there and obviously it takes some time. So I'm hoping next time I get a little bit more advanced mm-hmm. so I can make that drive. Maybe like in the summer, I can maybe make it a little bit more easier, but it's definitely on my bucket list. Is the, is the possibility to dip down to the States also on available for you as well? Like, I'm not sure how far Montreal is from the border. So that's why I asked. Yeah. It's not too far from New York. I mean, it'd be a bit of a drive, but, you know, if you just make a weekend out of it, you just travel a little bit. I would definitely do it once that, you know, it's possible. Mm -hmm. It's another thing on the bucket list because (laughs) I feel like that's where you want to go. You know, there's so much wrestling in the States. And after a while, when, you know, in Quebec, there's only so many people you can wrestle. Mm -hmm. So you just want to go learn different styles and, you know. Just different ex- more people. Yeah, different experiences get your name yeah. out there because I mean, even the northeast in uh the states, like it is very it's like almost a hotbed for wrestling when you look at the promotions right. down there. So 
Yeah, they're so blessed. Like they can wrestle for, you know, a little a part time job because they have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday shows. Whereas that doesn't really exist over there. But that would be nice. Canada's kind of like for all the great things in Canada. I mean, the placement of the cities and how far away they are make it very difficult if you can't do like three wrestling shows in three nights. So exactly it's like oh the closest show is two hours away and i think to myself that's not too far but i'm like it it really is kind of far that's not close <laughs> when you're <laughs> having to take time off work to go just yeah, because exactly. of the distance it's like ooh. yeah right? like friday shows c4 shows i love them but you know i've literally had to change my job so i can make sure that i can make them <laughs> you know you just really have to do everything you can to be available because you mm-hmm. can't be taking days off you know every every month yeah and I mean, at some point, you might actually want to take a holiday and like use some <laughs> exactly. of those vacation days. Right, exactly. Uh, we kind of mentioned like, you know, with independent wrestling, the availability, the accessibility nowadays online, you can go to yeah. YouTube, IWTV. For yourself, I mean, how do you get yourself out there with, you know, using social media to your advantage? Yeah, so I love it when shows upload my matches on YouTube because that makes it so much easier for me. But for me, I find the thing that has helped me the most so far is Twitter. Just yeah. following people, interacting with people, posting gifts, posting gifts on on TikTok. Like you just have to post your content out there and you know hashtag stuff. And yeah, that's just one thing that Speedball always really ingrained in our head is that you have to be online because if you're not online, you're not promoting yourself. Like you're not you're not doing yourself a favor. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I've literally gone bookings from just posting stuff on Twitter. So definitely just using that Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned TikTok. Has that been very successful for you so far because i know a few people have mentioned it and they're just kind of like uh it's there but they haven't really yeah. feel maximized it yet exactly so me not so much i'm trying but i don't really you know not that i don't know how to work it but you know twitter's been a lot longer for me so it's something <laughs> that i just use more like i try to use tiktok but i'm not really on it as much as i should so maybe if i tried harder <laughs> it'd be a little bit more successful but i don't know to be honest I think with TikTok, you almost have to like just catch like the one clip that's going to hit, you know, and you don't know what it's going to be. But when it does, it just takes off. Exactly. You never know. You have to just use all the tools, use the the what song is trending right now. And maybe you put it on your video and maybe that helps. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wanted to ask about uh, your experience with Raw and uh, SmackDown when they're in Montreal and Ottawa, because I know like we kind of had to reschedule a few times and line our schedules up. But what was that experience like? How did that come to be for yourself? Yeah, so that experience, I'm, I'm just super grateful for it. Sometimes it doesn't really feel real that I got to do it. But yeah, it was just like, um, it just felt like, oh, this is, you know, I'm doing this. Like I showed up on SmackDown and, you know, you just spend the whole day there and you don't, you don't realize what these people do every day that they're there from, you know, like 12 to like 12, basically. Mm -hmm. So it's just really interesting to see the, the backstage experience, just hearing people, even just superstars going over their promos, like, oh, they're like me, like they're a little nervous or something like that. So that was just very, very unique experience. And yeah, I hope I get to do it again. I got to do SmackDown in Montreal. I got to go to Ottawa for Raw. So yeah, just hope they come back to Canada real soon. When uh, you mentioned, you know, watching them go over their promos and stuff like that. Like yeah. when you're doing this, are you able to pick up on little things that you can almost implement or kind of use for yourself to improve? Um, 
I don't know, not so much. It was more so that watching them go over promos just made me realize that they're just like me in the way that that we all go over promos the same way. Mm-hmm. But you have to just like you have to say it out loud as well. Like I saw a lot of superstars they were saying it out loud over and over again because you can go over it in your head, but it's so much different than saying it out loud. So that's just one thing that I saw a lot of them doing, just walking around all day long, even if they're just getting a bagel, they're cutting their promo, like, you know, just going over it. Mm -hmm. At least, you know, it's one of those things where like, even at that level, there's still the practice, there's still the repetitiveness of like going over a promo, going over matches, things like that. Exactly. Like they're, they're human like us too. Like they don't just go out there like, okay, I'm just going to say whatever. Like, no, they go over it multiple times and they may not feel certain about it either, but you know, they still go out there and they make it seem like they're certain. And that's just the one thing that you always realize in wrestling is that, you know, they always say like, no one knows you forgot or that you messed up unless you show that you messed up. And it kind of applies to them too. Like they go out there and you wouldn't know that maybe that something went wrong because they just really make you believe that's a good point because I mean, if you're watching a match and like, you know, accidents happen, mistakes do happen. Someone might slip, someone might fall. If you can watch the match and think to yourself, like, okay, did they actually mess up? Or is that part of the match? That is a very integral part of like getting the audience to believe. Exactly. Yeah. Like you just, I feel like sometimes, like you said, you rewatch the match and you just wouldn't even know if this was something that was planned because you just, you just, they just go with it. They're just yeah. professionals. <laughs> so that's, it's a testament to the, the ability yeah. they're able to do. Exactly. Um, I got a few more for you and then I will let you enjoy your Monday evening. <laughs> um, Being a fan of wrestling, I mean, you're involved with wrestling. I'm assuming you also watch a fair amount as well. Is there yeah. anything that is very much like really catching your eye nowadays? Like uh, just promotion wise or just like anything overall? Anything overall? Hmm. Um. Nothing in particular. I just really, really, just regularly just watch the same content. There's nothing that I don't know. I guess maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can't say there's something that has been really sticking out to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm just loving everything that's going on. All the new content, you know, with Ring of, Ring of Honor coming up. There's just so much, you know, things to choose from. So it's just really great that there's something for everybody. To, to watch, you know, mm-hmm. on literally almost every day of the week. So I guess maybe that's something that's cool because growing up, it was just, you know, okay, Monday, Friday, but no, there's every day of the week. And then if you can't watch it that day, you can watch it another day. So I guess that's just really cool that, you know, we have right now. Yeah. I mean, I know myself, I'm very excited with Ring of Honor starting up. I mm-hmm. couldn't help myself, but look at the results because that's just what I do. But <laughs> yeah. needless to say, I'll sign up for Honor Club when I can. Yeah, I'm really excited to see that, uh, you know, just, you know, be coming back because it just gives more opportunities for more great people. And so many, you know, the people we see on TV, they came from Ring of Honor. So it's just I feel like it's just so important for the wrestling community for it to have. Definitely. Um, I like to ask everybody for a match recommendation, one that you are a fan of that you think that the listener should go check out, whether it's up on the network, up on YouTube or any streaming service, but just one that you really enjoy. Right. Okay. So top of my head, I always say this is my favorite match. This is the match where I was like, I'm sure a lot of people have seen this match. You know, it's an NXT match, but this is the match where I was like, I need to become a wrestler. For me, one of the greatest matches ever is Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai at NXT Toronto. It was just like, 
10 on 10. That's mm-hmm. the match for me. Uh, besides that, if I'm talking IWS matches, like if we're talking like Minoru Suzuki, that match was just like amazing. So it was Minoru Suzuki versus uh, Kevin Blanchard. But that one you can't just find on a streaming service. You'd have to watch on the Fight Network. Mm-hmm. So that one was just... You see all these wrestlers, they do all these crazy flips. They're doing, you know, topes. They're doing Canadian Destroyers. <laughs> he doesn't have to do all that because what he does, he does very well. So that match was just, you know, there's nothing like seeing Minoru Suzuki live. <laughs> and it was at a very small venue. So it was very like, you know, close and personal. So that that's a really just great match because the feeling that was in in the air. Yeah. It was very, yeah. Very special. When you have it in a smaller environment like that, like it has to be just an incredible atmosphere. Right. It was so intimate. Like the fans, they could touch the ring, you know, it was just really like very interesting. I, I don't think I ever thought I would see Minoru Suzuki at at an event like this, but it happened. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the uh, Candice LeRae Shirai match, like, because I flew out to Toronto for that, just for the NXT, I flew back the next day. But like, that match was incredible. It was one of my favorite matches that year. Like, I rewatched it the next day when I was waiting for my flight. It was just that good. Yeah, it was. Like, I I literally went to Toronto as well, just for that event. It was SummerSlam weekend, but I was like, I want to go see NXT. And I was so glad because the whole the whole show was really good, but that match was a standout. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just like, had a really good story. Yeah, uh, they worked very well together, and it's two very different styles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, what do you have for upcoming shows that people can see you at? Right. So upcoming shows, I have there's the GCW versus IWS show coming up March 11th. You can still buy tickets. Mm-hmm. It's at Olympia in Montreal. Um, after that, I have a few other shows coming up in Montreal area, but not announced. So I don't want to, you know, give away the details yet, yeah. but definitely like if you're not there and that's a show you should fly in for, <laughs> you know, <laughs> IWS versus GCW, it's going to be crazy. We have fans bring the weapons matches and okay. I'm telling you <laughs> some of the things these fans make, they're so creative. So it'll be a very interesting show. Has there been a fan brings the weapon fan brings the weapons match you've been at before? Yeah, so there was one like a year ago, and there was things that some of the fans bring at him. We were just thinking to himself, "How do you think anyone's going to use this? They're going to hurt themselves severely." But some people would make some people painted things like pictures of you know uh, PCP Manny, like the the owner of IWS. Yeah. They painted a pinch a picture of him. Like they took hours, like just creating like these like Lego sculptures. It was, it was really, really insane. <laughs> I've seen some of the like uh, people announced for that IWS GCW show. And I know a few people who are actually going to it. I mean, the, the fact that they're running those two shows in Montreal and Toronto, I mean, I love that they're able to do that. It's a great chance for everyone at IWS to get more exposure and for the fans right. to experience something new too. Yeah. It's so special. Like it's uh we're very living in a very lucky time that all these things are happening in Montreal for like not not that's not that high of a price to to see all those stars mm-hmm. for the first time in Montreal. Uh for those listening, I'm I mean I'm sure that when you do have the dates announced, you will have them up on your Twitter and social media. For sure. Yeah. Where where can they find you on social media? So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I post up more regularly on Twitter, but underscore. Christara, just my name. That's it. Just underscore Christara. That's where you can find me and keep up to date. Perfect. Christara, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was, it's a, it was a blast. Thank you so much. 
thank you so much to Christara for joining me here on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. Definitely order that GCW versus IWS show. It is fixing to be a fantastic event. Thank you to her. Thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time. I will always say it. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling. If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter at Pod, up on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Graymaker Wrestling Podcast, uh, on all podcast streaming platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, email Podcast at gmail.com. And you can also find me doing some streaming up on Love Wrestling. So make sure you give Love Wrestling a follow up on Twitter. I also have t-shirts available, $25 a piece. Hit me up. I'll get you a very fashionable t-shirt for this spring. Thanks again for checking out the podcast. We'll talk soon.